Welcome back, everybody. I'd like to use this episode to point out an incredibly stupid connection trying to be made in an article. And I hope you, normally I wouldn't recommend you go give them the clicks, but this time I think you just might have to. Uh, In the Nashville Tennessean, Ayano Nagaishi started a series. And this particular episode, dated May 5th, 2021, is called, Could the Freedom Riders Make a Difference Against Today's Racism? About this series that's part of the uh, USA Today Network. 60 years ago, Tuesday, the first Freedom Riders departed on their journey through the South to challenge segregated buses, bus terminals, lunch counters, and other facilities associated with interstate travel. These activists would be confronted often violently, by police and mobs of white citizens, drawing international attention to social inequity in what would become a pivotal moment in the civil rights movement. This year, the USA Today Network examined the legacy of these trailblazers and how it informs our current moment. Uh, You'd have to be incredibly stupid not to see that the difference between then and 2020, 2021, is that they were protesting segregated buses, segregated bus terminals, lunch counters, other facilities, right? Today, what we have are Marxists with the backing of Democrats protesting suicide by cop, by criminals who are trying to destroy society for their own personal, you know, gain. Everybody stands to win on the left with this. The uh, media is part of it. They're throwing garbage like this out there, hoping you read, click, change your mind. The people, if, if politicians could offer something that they know is bad for society, but it could keep them in power, they're probably going to do it if they're Democrat or Marxist Democrat. Um, Of course, Antifa is probably one of the biggest components of this because none of these three bands of losers can do well on their own. Democrats don't have any good ideas. All they do is destroy and then kind of place one of their own in the void to fill that vacuum. BLM has nothing decent to offer, um, but they're trying to control the conversation by not allowing you to ask questions like, what about all this black-on-black violence, black-on-white violence, black-on-everybody violence, black-on-Asian attacks, and say, well, no, don't look at us. It's all about white supremacy. So let's move on with this um, Freedom Riders story. Here's how these idiots dishonor the past by pretending to honor the past. The story goes, it began in May. Blood on the soles of sneakers, burning vehicles, arrests, calls for for political change, and cries for justice for those who had already died. While society looked the other way. Two lines formed facing each other, one armed with riot gear, the other with signs. The 1960s or last year. Actually, there's no comparison. You have police being ambushed, black and Asian and Hispanic, in their cars, writing out reports, ambushed. 
because the media likes to lie, especially about high-profile cases like Michael Brown and Alton Sterling. Check for yourself. See how many cops and civilians were also killed in ambushes shortly after those stories. If you think their deaths were wrong, then there's something wrong with you. You haven't investigated. You fell for the media's hype and lies and nonsense. And the media's incorrect coverage is what spawned what we're in right now. This anti-police, anti-civil uh, society movement. And it's all hot garbage. All of the, the left's heroes, these, these Rayshard Brooks, these Alton Sterling, these Michael Browns, were all criminals doing criminal things, threats to society, who decided to engage and attack the police. And somehow Democrats and Marxists, BLM, think they deserve to live, but the cops don't. Or you or I, none of us. Those are the heroes. And this is where you should not be gullible. This is part of that standstill while criminals kill you. The Kyle Rittenhouse. The media's all, oh, they are so mad. I mean, nothing, I, if, even if you don't have, I'm not a person of faith, you'd have to think that a teenage kid attacked by a mob survives and takes out three criminals. Uh, that really makes you, that would, you should, somebody is looking out for him. And that is, that was, that is textbook, hold still while we kill you. Um, if that doesn't piss you off, I don't know what else will. And that's what we're going to see through this, me, this media shitstorm. The Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial coming up should be, for once, please, be ready for this. Take action. Don't just be reactionary from now on. Now back to this crazy story. They're using some of it from the 60s and the story of the 60s as though today is a noble fight. Charles Person, in the 1960s, he remembers the first time he met racism. He was a child. And his innocence meant that it, it didn't look scary at first. It was exciting, beautiful lights. Um, apparently he was in a vehicle with his parents when the Ku Klux Klan moved through town. So the father drove the car off into a neighborhood nearby and turn off the lights or whatever until it passed. And then Charles Person became one of the uh, Freedom Riders in the 1960s. But there's no comparison between the conditions that existed in the 1960s and what's going on today. The, well, they were fighting, for seg uh, fighting against segregation before. That's not around. To pretend like the police should not be able to stop criminals from harming others or from killing the police officers themselves is pretty stupid, but that's where we are now. Somehow in the conversation, this modern day Marxist, Democrat, BLM Antifa, media, big tech cabal wants you to think the police are jumping out of bounds and violating all kinds of rights as they're trying to protect society from repeat criminal hardened vendor types. And the stories in, in places, you know, outlets like Nashville, Tennessee, and want you to think it's all wrong and that there's some sort of historic thing that they can look back to. And they're, they're, they're asking these people, these, these octogenarians, for tips. But these older folks are like younger folks reading articles like this garbage, 
I'm watching outlets like CNN or the people who are saying, oh, Alton Sterling didn't deserve to die. Oh, Michael Brown was a gentle giant. They're going to think that there are similarities between 1960s and today when there really aren't. It's this constant deceit. I mean, I, I, I don't think I personally know anybody who really... I think the people who aren't sure just keep their mouths shut because they really aren't sure and they really just, just keep me out of this is, is what they're thinking. Just keep me out of this. I'm not taking any sides. But the fact that they keep trying to reopen these investigations and go after the police who did these things like keep themselves alive by, by stopping evil, they keep reopening them. There will never be peace for decent Americans again if this kind of crap keeps going on. But stories like this, once again, are trying to make you think by using these old folks who were around and active back in the 60s that there's, it's just, it's the 60s all over again. And think about it. How many articles have you seen out there or how many high-profile jackasses have you, been, have you heard make the statement that the only reason why we have police today was because it started to catch runaway slaves? If that isn't the dumbest thing, the dumbest position, I have no idea what is. And maybe a Republican should pull his head out of his ass and say, well, you know what? I think you're right. Let's start up an entirely new type of police force that looks after, that follows the, the statistics and only the statistics, which would mean what? It would mean the black male uh, 13 to 29 community would be right smack dab, right center of the crosshairs because there's your demographic. So maybe the approach, the tactic here, is to go ahead and amplify their message with your addendum. Straighten it out. Perfect it. Sure. I hear what you're saying. It makes, it, it makes total sense. And I'd like to meet you in the middle. Here, let's add this new police force that goes after actual criminals and ignores all else with new sets of rules like the CFPB that doesn't have any oversight, but yet somehow it's a government agency and it can target business owners and coerce and um, blackmail them into making donations into grassroots liberal organizations. And then when they get caught, the DOJ gets to do it for a while because, hey, you got to keep that cash flow going. Hey, here's an idea. Maybe these militias out there who are trying to stay under the radar should reach out to the FBI and uh, Bureau of Justice Statistics and say, you know what? We're going to keep an eye out for the groups that you say are the most violent and uh, most likely to engage in criminal behaviors. We'll do that for you. Give us some instruction and do this openly and publicly. Because then they will have to either refute their own statistics or, I don't know, they'll probably investigate you. They're probably investigating you anyways right now. So go ahead, go for broke. Go for, double down. Do this out in the open. Do it for the American, for the common good. There's a, t a little bit of advice for the malicious since they're probably going to be somehow attacked and targeted soon. But okay, that's enough digress for now. 
the um, originally I just wanted this episode to be about um, emotion and articles pretending like today is the same as the 1960s. Wrong. So they're just pretending like it's the 1960s still. That the conditions are the same and they're not. Not at all. So um, Barbara Lee is about an hour away from that Unite the Right rally. And I'll tell you right now, given the fact that we can't trust the FBI for shit, uh, and at the time there really wasn't any kind of mm, pissed off unity protest kind of capability from the right at all, and everything was Soros-backed, the blood and soil you were not replaced replace us protesters sure as hell sounds like a Soros setup they all had the same tiki torches and they were all um, screaming and chanting about that and the confederate Nazi flag things do you remember you know it's kind of weird that just about all of those media throws it out there caused the chaos ma'am all those confederate flag cases ended up being Bernie bros I'm just I'll just bring that up just remind you uh, it just takes a little time, but by then most people really don't give a shit. And the crazy thing is, I actually have a couple of screen caps I'll have to put up at some point of these people putting out stories from the leftist perspective, and they're on YouTube, and they have like 386 views. So really, this whole perception that there's this massive groundswell around this stuff is another piece of media FBI bullshit trickery. So... Um, here's a tip for the Marxists. The next time you try, they, don't be so obvious. What sucks about all this is you can see these in these photos crowds of white men carrying the same tiki torches shouting chants in unison. Those are your people. Those are all, we had, oh, these are all the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. Guess what? Donald Trump had just won and people were getting back to, going back to, Business as usual, normal, improving, building the country, raising families, starting businesses. They weren't all, you will not replace us. There was none of that. So given the FBI's recent crime spate, you won't really convince me otherwise. Um, like I said, back in 2017, there weren't any groups uh, you would want to blame that were capable of this kind of hive mind. That's the left. It's only the left. There's no get in line on the right. There's individuality still. Only Marxists implying Democrats still trying to deflect from the Russia hoax would probably be willing to do something like make it look like Unite the Right was some kind of evil shit. Uh, the FBI was still eager to get away from the seventh floor's really crappy crimes. Conservative Republicans weren't hostile really to anyone back then. They were always on their heels because you had this bizarre, stupid kind of attack uh, from Antifa, BLM, Marxists, uh, creepy Democrats that somehow get to start puking anti-Semitic crap like, AOC, like uh, Ilhan Omar. Uh, you know how many times she's said things and gotten away with it? And then the House brings that resolution to the floor and votes, and somehow her name's not even in it not even in it and then but somehow Steve King of Iowa could say something and it could be taken out of context and his name is in the very first sentence 
Here, here's how here's how that war what went, because uh, unite the right rally. ABC News, Trump's controversial response. President Trump was spending time at his golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey, and released a statement condemning the violence, but not calling all the white nationalists and neo-Nazi groups in attendance. This was their tactic, because he did denounce them. They're trying to get him to denounce them like 400 different times. And here's the other tactic. By 2017, it was pretty clear that normal people could no longer counter-protest bad people. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's pretty clear that there was no concentration of white supremacy, white nationalism that had organizational strength, or it would have responded. No organized, hateful group, because there was nobody there to stand up against the, the 5,700 domestic terrorist attacks last summer by BLM and Antifa. So the ABC News, here, you know, what good would it do if Donald Trump actually spoke out or said anything like you want him to say. You're, you're telling people what to say and what to think, and we're getting really sick of it. So Ilhan Omar made those gigantic anti-Semitic statements twice, tweeted things, and offensively, she, she did things offensive when she was campaigning. Israel has hypnotized the world. And here was, here's one that they thought they could get away with. I wonder why Leon Cooperman would back Michael Bloomberg if he ran for president. And then she came out with some tweet about it's all about the Benjamins and stuff. Well, it's weird because Jeff Bezos was had about the same level of interest. Uh, it, America had about the same level of interest in having Jeff Bezos run. Who, and at the time, he was 25 times richer than Cooperman, about 25 times. Um, but it's just that uh, Cooperman was Jewish, um, you know, and Bloomberg's Jewish. So then they tried that whole, well, no, 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 it wasn't about... about uh, anti-Jew, it wasn't about Jew hating Jews or anything like that, it was about the money. No, it wasn't, or, you know, he would have probably said something about Bezos because of his, the difference in their wealth. Uh, and th like I said, the House put out that, uh, you know, anti, and, and I did searches, and I used different types of search engines to come see what comes up. And it always comes up with Steve King's name, and, you know, maybe a picture of, Ilhan Omar, but then the caption is um, wrongly attacked, improperly accused, things like that. It's 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 idiotic, and that's big tech. There's big tech's role in all this. In fact, HR 41 and 116th Congress, dated January 15th, 2019, whereas on January 10th, Representative Steve King was quoted as asking, "White nationalists, white supremacists, Western civilization, how did that language become offensive?" There's no recording of it of that particular interview. Now here, conservatives, moderates, people with their heads not lodged in their anuses. You should have taken a tip from Tommy Robinson. A few years back, Tommy snuck a camera into the set where he was going to be interviewed. He agreed to an interview from a hostile news agency. And he did this, and then he allowed the journalist to put out his version of the story, edit the video, make Tommy look like he was being dishonest and racist and all this. And then Tommy released his version, the uninterrupted, single take, single shot. And nobody really said anything. Hey, we were busted. The media got together and said, well, Tommy Robinson is just a racist still, that's all. No, nothing to see here. No admission, no confession. Let's just get over this. And if you want to win and you want to have a 
reasonable society, you're going to have to do things like this, like, like what Tommy did. We're dealing with evil people. And this is why conservatives or moderates or anybody with their head screwed on should never give an interview to some of these idiotic, deceitful news outlets without a reliable form of cover your ass. These Democrats even added uh, in, in H.R. 41, whereas Abraham Lincoln in an 1858 speech said of the founders, wise statesmen that they were, they knew the tendency of prosperity to breed tyrants. And here's where the great deception is now. What do we, who, tyrants, it's, is it Republicans, is it middle class? No, it's the elite Democrats and the big money, dark money, Facebook, Soros money that are the breeding tyrants. Uh, and back to the Lincoln text here. These great self-evident truths that when in the distant future some man, some faction, some interest should set up the doctrine that none but the rich men, none but the white men are entitled to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, their prosperity, pros posterity might look up again to the Declaration of Independence and take courage to renew the battle which their fathers began so that truth and justice and mercy and all the humane and Christian virtues might not be extinguished from the land, so that no man would hereafter dare to limit and circumscribe the great principles on which the temperature of liberty was being built. Well, yeah, why would they even bother putting Christian virtues in, in, in something in a House resolution? It's just, uh, really, they've got no whole claim on that. So it's just bizarre because the bill that was supposed to answer and it was hot in the news, remember? No mention of Ilhan Omar. It really overplayed this white supremacy thing. And then what happens later when the country's being torn up by Marxists and BLM? Oh, we got to stop these white supremacists. Really? Got to try harder. Got to do better. Stuff's bullshit. And you can start by not pretending that there's anything similar about today with this fake fight for racism and police brutality as it may have been in the 60s. There's no comparison. Take care, everybody. God bless.